Hello and welcome to the Field Talk podcast from the Linder Farm Network, the voice of Minnesota agriculture. I'm your host, Dan Lemke. Animal agriculture is an important part of Minnesota's overall economy, but a shortage of veterinarians and veterinary technicians is troublesome across Minnesota. Dr. Laura Molgard is Dean of the University of Minnesota School of Veterinary Medicine. She joins this Field Talk podcast to discuss the situation and what's being done to solve it. So there has been a, a, a shortage of veterinarians and veterinary technicians, and we've seen that shortage increase over time. And that puts farmers and other animal owners in a real tricky situation, either with increased wait times or uh, sometimes just a, a longer drive to get access to veterinary care. And what are some of the reasons that uh, this is occurring? Because obviously, in order for that to happen, it's uh, not something that's just happened overnight. I'm assuming it's right. something that's been a, a little bit of a story of attrition, so to speak. Yeah, it's been going on for quite a while, although we've um, perhaps been only talking about it more recently. Some of the economists have been warning us about this for quite some time. Uh, um, and this trend apparently has been um, happening since perhaps even uh, the 1980s. And really what it's about is an increase in demand for veterinary services with a relatively flat supply. The uh, number of veterinary schools has remained um, almost flat over the decades until very recently. There have been some new schools coming on, on board recently. But until recently, that has not been the case and the number of uh, seats in veterinary schools has also, had also not increased, although it has been changing more recently. Now, you mentioned that it's leading to, in some cases, you know, longer drives or wait time or, or you know, maybe even a, a lack of service in, in general for certain areas. I guess, how are, you know, how are you seeing that manifest itself across uh, Minnesota? It's very regional. So, uh, you know, there are veterinary shortage areas that are designated by um, the USDA and also by the state. And in those areas, uh, sometimes it's having trouble finding a veterinarian for a sale barn and then unable to um, have sales of animals or uh, unable to, maybe it's inability of a, a, a veterinarian in that area to retire or to sell their practice inability to hire um, a veterinarian to join a practice that is already in existence. And then again, it is uh, difficulty finding care. We saw that happen uh, kind of spike during the pandemic when, when um, we had uh, kind of decreased operational efficiency of our veterinary practices and lots of other workplaces. That's when people really started talking about it. And, and uh, then sometimes people kind of conflated those things and, and assumed that it was the pandemic that was causing that shortage, but it, it really wasn't. It was just that we were more acutely observant of that shortage during that time. And with the University of Minnesota being the, the veterinary uh, trainer for the state of Minnesota, how are some of the uh, ways that uh, this shortage is being addressed? What's being done to try and get more folks into that industry? Yeah, we're doing quite a few things. We have a multi-pronged approach. So first, we start with um, reaching out to young people and uh, getting them excited about the veterinary profession. And we do that not because we have any shortage of applicants. We really don't. But because we want to keep people interested and we want to reach out to audiences that perhaps haven't thought about veterinary medicine or think that it just isn't something that would be available to them. 
we do a lot of outreach in uh, rural areas and to to young people that maybe haven't thought about a career in veterinary medicine and to let them know that there are a lot of different things that they can do with this profession. There is certainly large animal practice that includes food animal, mixed animal, equine, and then there's companion animal practice, um, mixed animal practice, research, public health, um, government, industry, a lot of different things that veterinarians can do. Then we move out into recruitment and that's uh, making sure that Minnesota um, uh, young people know that the University of Minnesota is here for them. We have a program called VetFast that is a recruitment early decision program for food animal interested students that attend the University of Minnesota system campuses for undergraduate and they have an opportunity to apply to that program and then they have a seat guaranteed for them when they're ready for vet school. Um, that can really take some of the stress and pressure off and help them participate in those experiences that are going to be best for them in preparing for their career during their summers rather than having to worry about getting ready for a veterinary school application. That's been a really successful program for us and, and um, I think one of a kind around the country. Now, are there other roadblocks or hindrances or, or other things that you would like, like to see, other solutions that might be out there to uh, kind of even help uh, improve the situation beyond what you're currently doing? Definitely, yeah. So uh, the next strategy that we have is is certainly just educating, providing a world-class education. And But to do that, we need faculty. And we have we have faculty that are, are second to none, but we need to be able to recruit and retain those faculty. And right now we have a, a licensure um, kind of roadblock in this state. And so we have a bill in the legislature this year that would uh, kind of loosen those handcuffs and give us the flexibility we need to be able to recruit and um, hire qualified veterinary faculty. And that would just kind of put us on a more level playing field with, with other states. Um, some other solutions include um, veterinary loan forgiveness for those graduates. We have a program here in this state, but we are in discussions with the Minnesota Veterinary Medical Association about um, perhaps uh, making some changes to that and so more to come on that. There's also a national veterinary loan forgiveness program that is uh, in the, at the federal legislature that would, uh, there's a, a bill that would remove the taxation of that and create some more funding for loan forgiveness programs. That's a really important uh, strategy. So there are, there are a lot of, a lot more things that we can be doing. Regardless of the, some of the solutions, it's, it's going to take a little time to climb out of this hole as you mentioned yes. that it has been kind of uh, digging since the 80s yes exactly this isn't something where we can flip a switch uh, or turn up the faucet and uh, graduate more veterinarians immediately so this is going to take some time uh, the great news though is that we have a record number of applicants so young people are very interested in this profession uh, and so uh, they they are they want to be a part of the solution so in the meantime, we're doing, um, we're doing our part. We're doing a lot of fundraising for scholarships to help uh, recruit those students into the profession and help them decrease their educational debt. That, that helps a lot along with that loan forgiveness. And if there's things that uh, you know, our farmers listeners could do uh, to kind of help uh, you know, promote the, uh, the program uh, or uh, help out in some other way, what uh, kind of options would they have? Oh, there are all kinds of different things that people can do depending on their circumstances. 
um, that might be encouraging a young person to look into the profession. Um, it might be talking to their legislature to support these bills. It might be, depending on uh, someone's personal finance circumstances, considering contributing to one of those scholarships. I will say that our food animal scholarships are some of our most generous scholarships. I just like to remind people that we have one College of Veterinary Medicine in this state, and that's at the University of Minnesota. So remember to support your college and support your university. Thanks for joining us. Find other podcasts at linderfarmnetwork.com, on Apple, and on Spotify. And get the latest farm news and market information from your local LFN affiliate.